0: And welcome to Ring Post Radio The only show that reviews wrestling all in one week Or not all of wrestling in one week It reviews the past weeks and the futures of. You know, we're the only show that does it hosted by us So that's the only thing that matters for you to know I am Ryan Eizzi And with me as always is Scotty Edwards Scotty, how are you doing my friend?
1: Great, I accidentally punched my microphone during the introduction So that was awesome That's Uh, perfectly fine You slept slept
0: well last night, correct?
1: Uh, Yeah, I slept on a recliner for like five straight hours. Woke up at like 6 a.m. today. Was lost. Was like, okay, well, I need to go to bed. Try to, you know, fix my sleep here. Um, And I didn't. So I'm here. And I am tired. And I am going to give you the best wrestling takes I have at 9 a.m. in the morning following a night of sleeping on a recliner.
0: Jesus Christ. What were you doing on a recliner? Were you, What were you watching that, that, that required um, so, recliner? So I was sleep? actually
1: on my laptop. Uh, my mom was watching TV and, well, she fell asleep on the couch. Um, and I was done with my computer and I was just very tired. So I kind of fell asleep while I was holding it. Um, and I was like, you know what? I'll probably only sleep here for an hour max. It's Okay. Little did I know, five hours later, I slept the whole time. Right through. And uh it wasn't great. So <laughs> so today today will be an interesting day of trying to I don't I don't know. Just just move on with the show. We don't need to hear about <laughs> me anymore.
0: I you know, I, I you hate to sleep on a recliner. I was telling we were talking about it before that I feel like recliners are The perfect furniture item that is, oh, I could totally, this is so comfortable. I can totally sleep in this. And then by the time you actually sleep in it, it's the worst uh, livable experience uh, or not livable, like, well, sleepable experience uh, ever. Um, It was terrible. Yeah. I don't think I've ever slept in a recliner. I try, well, I have the issue where I'm 6'5 and I can't sleep anywhere that's comfortable. So Uh, I,
1: well, hmm, that's interesting. Uh, hmm, Wow.
0: Yeah, my height is the most interesting thing we'll talk about today. It's been a light week in wrestling, I think. It has been. I think it's been a very light week. We still got some topics to talk about. Um, we should probably
1: talk more about like next week's Dynamite.
0: Oh, <laughs> let's just let's just, let's just hype hype a Dynamite every week.
1: Well, that's a really good episode of Dynamite, man. Can we talk I'm about?
0: Can we talk about last week's last week's episode of Dynamite where
1: Jungle Boy lost again? Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, he, uh, lo- he
1: lost to um our show's mascot so it's okay
0: that's a good point that's a good point uh but well, we got a bunch of stuff we're going to talk about still um we're going to talk about um IOTC, which is a film and television union uh voted on friday whether or not they're going to authorize a strike uh so we're gonna talk about that's effect on wrestling he
1: says we we meet him and i'm just gonna be like hi hey. okay continue
0: you're gonna, be, you're gonna be like the audience that like i'll have to like uh to answer uh, all the questions you,
1: i'll give you the oohs and ahs please don't, don't you worry Ooh. the, the oohs ahs the questions of uh, the matter
0: and if i'm at and if i'm talking too technical you'll allow me to explain it like i'm five or something yeah i'll,
1: I'll ask you to dumb it down Don't yeah. worry. don't you worry um, but
0: that uh could have a huge impact on wrestling. Uh, so we'll talk about <laughs> that when that gets I to it.
1: She did there impact. Funny. Uh, we're also gonna uh-huh. give our
0: thoughts about the G one climax up to day eight. You know, just give oh, we're grading. We're grading. It's gonna be graded, like my favorite thing we do. <laughs> grading the grade one. Um, and then of course we're gonna kick off the show with everyone's favorite pay per view that took place. That I don't even like. It happened last week, Scotty, and I barely remember it. Extreme rules WWE's. Oh,
1: Extreme I can't rules forget it, my friend. Well, there was a draft, so I guess I am starting to forget it, but yeah, it was. Uh, oh boy! Oh boy! I think this is gonna be like my third time reviewing it in some form, so this is gonna be great. Just great. thoughts on the
0: draft. How do you feel about the draft this year?
1: Um. Uh... So the draft is always a good idea on the surface because like, yeah, we get to shake up rosters and yada, yada, yada. We get to bring up NXT people, which, you know, hasn't happened for like four years. Uh, but, um, you know, based off one night of like what they did in the draft and like actually giving SmackDown the first pick for the first time ever, I was like, you know, this could have been worse. I don't mind the shake up does that mean um someone started rebooking these shows and that just instantly get better no that does not that's not at all what this means but i like the idea of shaking up rosters and if the draft is the way you want to do it you get you get a little spike in your ratings you know it that's what tv's for do whatever the hell you want that's what i'm at i watch it i'm like oh look yeah you got charlotte you poor soul awesome (laughs) Like that's that's about where I'm at now. Like I Roman Reigns got picked first. I was so frustrated about things. that <laughs> when Roman Reigns got picked first.
0: Yeah, but I was just it was just like the the opening pick of the draft is Roman Reigns is staying on SmackDown. It's like oh cool. So
1: well, I, I like, did not want him to go to Raw. So there was like a whole thing of me being like, well, so this is how they do it every other year where they have Raw pick first because of the weird like you get three picks to SmackDown's two because you have a bigger roster Yeah, and I was just sitting there like okay so how are you going to have them be the first pick and not pick Roman Reigns because usually they do it no matter what and this time they were like okay we're going to SmackDown the first pick which they didn't announce or say anything about they were just like alright we're drafting uh, so I was happy that like Roman Reigns stayed because I just uh, Raw's bad like Raw's extra bad so just like Push that over there uh but yeah i agree with you that like <laughs> the first two picks were like oh nothing happened awesome <laughs> <laughs>
0: it, it just it, that's what i mean that's what my, my frustration comes from is that it's it doesn't kick off of a bang it kicks off with like a wet fart of an opening like yeah of course in kayfabe roman reigns is probably the first guy anyone want to draft yeah it's like drafting like tom brady or something uh exactly well, ironically even though he wasn't drafted first um but uh it's like it's just like okay you know like they should have started off of raw because then we would have had biggie officially become a raw guy but whatever i don't wanna it
1: it's a big thing for me of like this is the complete opposite of like a draft in sports like i don't care about the first round (laughs) get to the other stuff because that's where like things actually happen yeah Uh, it's because like you know they did charlotte and bianca switching i was like oh that's cool um they called up Hit Row, which, you know, I, some, I saw some people predict, and I was like, what? You actually thought this was going to happen? I was like, I never thought for a second that Hit Row was going to make it to the main roster as a unit. I'm sorry. I just never saw it happening, and that's because of who runs the, uh, you know, promotion, uh, which is just – but whatever. I'm not talking about the draft anymore. Just let's get to extreme rules. Let's get to the pain.
0: Let's get to the pain in Dean. It was an extreme night for WWE as every match, uh, uh, as per typical, every match was under extreme rules. What's that? Hold on. I'm getting a message. No, only one match? Only one match was covered by the extreme rules? Okay, my apologies. Oh, but one match was a triple threat? Did they have uh, uh, weapons in there? No? Okay, well then, then never mind um extreme rules uh mixed reactions about extreme rules I've uh, seen online um wh- overall what did you think about the show i felt that the show had some solid wrestling uh but dumb booking and dumb wwe-ness throughout so
1: that's exactly the way to explain it because there was there was like what are there six, seven matches? Uh, out of the out of those matches, I felt like five at least gave you solid, good wrestling, but it didn't matter in the end because there was just too much, blech, too much that that ended up ruining what I thought was a solid night for the wrestlers. And I think, I think that's the way I start. I've started going into these WWE pay-per-views. Is can it be a solid night for the wrestlers? Can they, you know, just do what they're supposed to do and wrestle good matches? Because you know they have people. People like to forget. Like they still have, you know, top talent. Like when it comes to comparing their talent to any other promotion, except for like, you know, it's weird to compare to some, but they have from top to bottom the most talent in the world they just are able to do that so letting them just going out and doing that rather than you know overbooking the crap out of them is almost always the better option which you know until the last two matches which i thought the second to last match was maybe the best whatever they had two messy finishes to close out the night that just You can only do one of those without, you know, getting repercussions. Now you did two. It's just WWE at its finest. Well, let's get
0: to the main event of the night. We'll start off (laughs) with the main event here. I'm going to trick you every time I do this. Starting off with the main event was the universal title Extreme Rules Match. This, of course, was Roman Reigns defending his universal title against the demon Finn Balor, the demon straight out of some sort of Mad Maxian realm. Uh, with a spike helmet, um, match. I like
1: the uh, look of the demon. The, going into the it.
0: demon always looks good. The yeah. demon always looks good. Um... His paint was not wearing off.
1: It was actually really weird.
0: Yeah, they got they, <laughs> found, like, they gonna... found some new paint formula or something. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but the match uh, takes place. A lot of violent stuff that happens. It goes to the outside. Roman Reigns puts on a mask. I really enjoyed that sh- uh, safety precaution.
1: Yeah, I popped for that. I'm not going to lie to you. I was like, this my guy.
0: I love that's that. My, that's
1: my <laughs> <laughs> that. That's my tribal chief. That's my tribal
0: chief. But uh, uh, So they go to the outside. Uh, more fighting takes place out there. They eventually come back inside. A lot of uh, brawling and chair shots and spears through the barricade. Uh, then at the end, you get the lights turn red everyone thinks it's the fiend um but then there's the f- demon heartbeat the demon right. pops up uh just goes on the run of a century looks like he's about to like it, i i felt that like oh maybe he's about to win the title me too. me too uh i think everyone felt that way on the internet as well uh the rope breaks the turnbuckle <laughs> breaks he falls to the floor like an idiot and Roman just pins him one, two, three. Doesn't do anything. Just pins <laughs> yeah, him. he had
1: a spear. He had a spear.
0: Oh, did he hit a spear? Oh, yeah, whatever, he yeah, hit a spear. Not that it mattered. But, one, not spear. but even not, not his uh, no. punch or anything. You know, just no, uh, the just just spear. spear dead, gone. Secondary finisher. Uh, 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 signature move. Just uh, spears him. One, two, three, he's pinned. That's it. That's the match. Deus Ex Machina reigns this, in this, this match.
1: This was the ultimate like wwe main event double booking of ridiculousness because listen listen we, we got to go back to him you know rising up as the demon like that first off was the ridiculous part and the way they did it i was actually kind of like okay this is kind of cool because they were playing his music while he's beating the shit out of roman i was like you know this is kind of cool it's idiotic and stupid as hell Mm -hmm. but uh, you know i can get over that i guess and then they did the rope break and i was like this is the this you just you somehow overbooked the overbooking and that is only an accomplishment wwe can do uh i thought i enjoyed the match up until the um you know the uh moving like a fish on the (laughs) ground uh like uh, up until then i was like oh this is this has been fine you know they've been beating the crap out of each other which is really in a wwe extreme rules match that's really all you can ask for is just to you know beat the life out of each other and i thought uh I thought they did a good job at that. I thought the spear through the barricade was pretty solid. um, And I thought these two had good chemistry. But in the end, it didn't really matter because we had to cut the rope out from Finn. And I was like, that's kind of, you know, a dangerous spot because you can't really protect yourself at all. And I mean, he's probably fine, but what a just what a ridiculously gross overbooking. And I was like, "Oh, look, the fiend's back! Awesome, great." In the end, the fiend's back because we have to overbook the shit out of it to make it lose. And that, and it's not even like the demon is treated like the fiend. That's my whole thing. Like the fiend used to be, like he would get up from every finisher ever. The the demon has never been like that. He wasn't even like that in this match yet. They had to act like they it was just terrible. It was yeah, terrible uh- end.
0: It wet fart. I mean, I already mentioned before wet fart of an ending is what that is. Uh, the man, like you said, the match was good up to that point. I was enjoying myself. Uh, most of these matches I was like actually enjoying. It was just the come the booking stuff that was like, oh, why are we doing this? Yeah. Um, but this match I thought was fairly good. Uh, you know, classic brawl WWE demon looks good. I actually really liked the, I mean, I didn't like the sell of the floundering fish on the floor (laughs) by Finn. A lot of Fs in that sentence. Um But I I like... Mm-hmm. I I don't like using this word because of what 2020 was. But it was a very cinematic moment. It was. And, you know, having the swelling music behind made me really, like, emotionally attached to it. Like, oh, shit, something's yeah. about to happen.
1: And then, it was like, like an action movie. Yeah,
0: yeah. And then... Or even, like, a horror movie. Like, it was... At the same time, yeah. Yeah, it was... <laughs> it definitely had a cinematic quality to it, which is what I think they were going for. But then having that happen to the demon one, you know, Finn Balor says he's going to NXT because the demon got too much and he needs to refocus and make Finn Balor cool. He does that. He goes to the main roster. Uh, He has like three matches and the third match is a universal title match that he loses. Then he becomes the demon. Uh, Then he has this match and the demon has this cool spot that then gets destroyed uh, by some Deus Ex Machina BS. So, is Finn Balor cooler? Maybe is the Demon cooler? Right now, no. The Demon looks like a <laughs> scrub, scrub Magoo over there. Which um, I
1: honestly would be shocked if like he was okay with that. Strictly, so they just were like, "Yeah, we'll never use the Demon again." He'll be like, "Okay, that nope, that's exactly what I fine want." Thank do Yeah, I don't, whatever. <laughs> i don't know it, they just mid carded this guy so
0: bad i mm-hmm. <laughs> felt like mm-hmm. i don't know it was just frustrating to watch that it, it was frustrating to watch the the music swelling and that being the result it just was like
1: oh wh- uh, we what can't is that? We, why? oh on. man i i just i just uh got a graphic you know coming in a couple months it says uh prince devin is all elite
0: when is it? Let me look up. Let me see if we have any news about his contract. Let's Not soon see. enough. <laughs> let's just let's just head on over to the old Fightful.com dot com he, pro- he
1: probably checked uh, following this match.
0: He's probably like, oh shit! When the hell am I? Doing <laughs> What's my? I should double check this. A lot of people are just. I say just, he's
1: all elite, but like, would I be shocked if he went back to Japan? Not even remotely.
0: I mean, they're touring now, so I don't. I won't blame them. They also
1: oh, probably miss him.
0: I mean, yeah. I I imagine they would give him big money.
1: They'd be like, yes, you can be a heavyweight.
0: Uh, Let's see. Injury report. Contract dates. That's what I want. Contract dates. Do we know anything about Balor? Command F. No, not found. Not on this list. Okay, we don't know anything about Finn Balor. I have no idea when his date is over. Uh, Johnny Gargano's date is apparently up late 2021. Um Oh, wait, we already knew about that. Yeah, but we knew that. Anyways, Extreme Rules, baby. That was the only Extreme Rules thing. I think they did a good job of it being extreme, but went far of an ending.
1: Yeah, you know, WWE, like, when they do these stupid themed pay-per-views, they usually do too many of these types of matches. Mm-hmm. So this time when they only did one, I was like, hmm, weird.
0: Yeah, how did you feel about that? Because I feel like everyone every year complains that, like, you know, we should only be, you should only be doing these sort of stipulations when the storyline right. calls for it. This year, maybe the triple threat calls for it. Uh, maybe, I don't know, maybe the demon bit calls for it too. But like, yeah, not many storylines called for an Extreme Rules match and they only gave you one. So I felt like, you know, they gave the people what they wanted and then the people are like, well, then why are you calling it Extreme Rules? It needs
1: to be something I, else. I, I'm just always against the idea of having a themed pay-per-view mm-hmm. Like i think that just is useless and if you want to add a stipulation to a match you shouldn't have to wait to hell in a cell to have a hell in a cell match and so like so i i didn't mind them having one match because i didn't need to see you know damian priest versus sheamus in a chairs match like no one needed to see that i thought those three had a really good match without having to have some stupid stipulation Um, i understand like people wanting more steps because that just adds to matches but you know i thought we got pretty good wrestling without you know ridiculous stipulations that probably would have ruined the match so i i have always been on the side of less is more and i thought you know despite the ending it worked out for this pay-per-view
0: Becky Lynch defended and retained, well, not even retained, uh, her title against Bianca Belair. No match, contest. match ended in a no contest. Can you believe it? Can you believe it, Scotty?
1: I think I might be more upset about this ending than the other, because the other one, I was like, yeah, this, this is just exactly what I should have expected because the demon's alive. Yeah. This ending, I was like, you know, you were having a great match. I really enjoyed this match. I thought Becky and Bianca worked actually very well together, and I thought they were gonna—they were doing the great moment of Bianca picking her up out of the dis armor into the KOD just for Sasha to ruin it. And I was like, why? Just why? why do you have to always do this? And this was before I even knew what we were going to get at the main event. <laughs> and I understood it because like you want to keep both protected and Sasha needs to re-enter herself into the match and yada, yada, yada. But at the same time, I was like, but you didn't, you didn't need to go so extra. You really did not. And now, you know, with the draft, I think there's only one person here that can win the belt unless they do the double switch, um, which they which, still can. We still got yeah. Monday night raw to find out, which is gross. Uh, I hate when they switch the titles because they're different colors, mm-hmm. um, but whatever. Uh, yeah, I liked the match, hated the ending kind of forgot Sasha was person for a while there. Cause she just kind of disappeared. We know and really knew why kind of know why, but that is not my information to share. So, yeah,
0: yeah. The Bianca Belair, uh, about to win it. Sasha Banks runs out, beats up Bianca Belair. Then, uh, there seems to be some sort of thing between Lin- uh, Becky Lynch and Sasha, but doesn't matter. Sasha Banks beats up Becky Lynch as well, lays out, lays out both of them, and leaves. So we get the return of Sasha Banks, which I think is exciting. I don't know, you know, we could, you know, use a Sasha Banks. That's always exciting to have Sasha in here. Um, I miss Bailey. I miss Bailey. I miss Bailey as well. <laughs> I, and I feel like, I don't know it, uh, this match. It's, you kind of have to talk about this match in terms of also the draft because Bianca goes to raw. We're going to get this match triple threat at crown jewel.
1: Um, so I really the, liked when back He did the thumbs up I thought that was hysterical
0: the, the, <laughs> hey, hey we're all good here right
1: Yeah um, uh, but yeah it's a, it's a draft match In a sense yeah. you like. uh, For those who don't know The draft doesn't go into effect Until after Crown Jewel because we have to be ridiculous yeah. uh, And The match There of course the triple threat and bianca's already been drafted to raw so unless um they are planning to just you know be like becky and charlotte switch titles because i'm I'm thinking becky goes to raw which means seth goes to raw um you know because they're not going to keep them apart um
0: and edge is going to raw so you can continue that storyline
1: yay uh, um yeah i don't i don't know i don't care i can't i can't get myself to you know necessarily care what they do they'll figure it out i'm sure maybe not maybe they'll just have both titles on smackdown maybe they're just like you know what usa you don't need a woman's title who's even on your roster And they could be like we have bianca and they could be like ah shit we'll make another title it'll be the universal women's title and then they'll have three women's titles and then they'll do a unifying match at uh um uh something survivor series (laughs) yeah yeah they'll they'll unify all three they unify the universal women's title the smackdown and the raw women's title which are both on smackdown and
0: yes. what's that a run-in from nxt from raquel gonzalez we're unifying all four women's titles
1: Let's right. all let's just, do it you just ruined my brilliant idea with raquel gonzalez how dare oh you. my god how dare you except i did just create a third woman's title so i don't think you ruined anything i think i just fell off the wagon there all right moving on
0: Moving on to the next match, which was Damian Priest, Jeff Hardy, and Sheamus defending their titles. Not defending their titles. Damian Priest defending his title in a United States triple threat match. I think this match was very good. I I honestly thought this match was very good. I think all three men went out there and uh, killed it as best they can. Um, You know, we're making Damian Priest look very solid. He's consistently looked good. Sheamus has looked great. And I think Jeff Hardy held it in his own here. I thought Jeff Hardy did a good job.
1: If you were wondering who could be as over as Adam Cole, for some reason, it's Jeff Hardy after not wrestling for like seven years. So this man, all this man needs is no more words as his theme song and face paint to just be over more than anyone else on the show, because that's exactly what happened. He's not over as his, as his over as his Adam Cole. That was just, you know, the running joke on the show. But he's very over still. And I honestly thought for a few minutes there, I was like, Oh my God, are they gonna, you know, just do the switch and please the crowd? Of course I was wrong. Uh, but Jeff Hardy did get drafted to SmackDown, so there's hope that he's on the good brand now. Um maybe. <laughs> maybe. Um who knows? We didn't finish the draft. But uh, I agree very good match Sheamus is like one of my favorites actually to watch in WWE because he hits people very hard and never really holds back which is not something you could say about a ton of WWE wrestlers um, and yeah Damian Priest is uh having a good little reign I- I'm happy you know it, we all complain about like oh this NXT star is not gonna you know, get the right push but they were giving Damian Priest the push so
0: and it's cuz it's the frame. The push that they're giving Damian Priest isn't like a, you know, world title push. It is, you know, we gave him a solid push. We we like what we see, so we're going to put him in this tag match with Bad Bunny so they get a lot of eyes on this guy. Um then we're going to move him into the mid-card picture, make him US champion, you know, he has the title for a bit, and then you know, we just start building him up to eventually be a challenger for the world title. I mean, he's going to get there at some point. Yeah. I think he's, you know, he could do it. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know if he's, I don't, I think it's, you know, it's hard to tell, if you know, who's going to get what tiles when, because <laughs> it, a lot of times, who knows? Uh, a lot of times who knows? And it doesn't matter. in their props. Uh, but I think he can eventually be a world champion in this company. And I think it's just a matter of time when we get there, who knows when he will, what will happen when we get there, but I would like to see him battling the bo- likes of Bobby Lashley, and uh, Big E. So maybe like two years down the line, we'll see what happens. I think he's like, a, he's like a good Money in the Bank Royal Rumble winner, I think. Interesting. I don't know about this you know, this year or yeah, the next yeah. one, but two years, three years from now, I think he would be a good Rumble winner.
1: Who would have thought Punishment Martinez would have made it this far? Mm-hmm. Not me, that's for sure. But uh, again, good for him. Um, I'm with you. I, I think he could definitely get into the world title picture. He'll probably have a world title match maybe within the next year, depending on how this run goes. Uh, I think it's clear that that United States title is going to be down to – either way, I think there's one man that's getting set up to be a mid-card champion, and it's the Bearcat. But, uh, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, good for Damien Priest. Good match.
0: Yeah, a nice – that would be a nice mid card title feud, a little bit to have Damian Priest versus Keith Lee. I think, you know, yeah, you now they're gonna dark. draft
1: him to SmackDown, and now we're gonna get Bearcat killing uh Shinsuke. Well,
0: well no, did did Keith Lee go to SmackDown? I don't remember. Got,
1: no, Keith Lee got drafted to Raw, so I'm thinking Damian Priest is gonna go to SmackDown to ruin our plans of Damian Priest versus the Bearcat,
0: but that would mean they have to swap. Nakamura and Dave Priest. Well,
1: it's something they like to do because unless they switch the women's titles, which they, you know, are on track to be doing. But we'll see. They
0: they typically swap one set of titles every draft.
1: Well, well, they've set it up that Becky Lynch is going to be the first pick Monday. It's just a matter of who's drafting first. I'm guessing it'll be raw. Because it's
0: a raw show that also makes sense.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But uh, Bearcat.
0: I think this match also, by the way, was the probably the best match on the show. I was gonna say that. Yes, agreed. Uh speaking of great matches, Charlotte Flair versus Alexa Bliss. Um, for the rolling on? <laughs> All right. Can I say one thing before we move on from this match? Well, this is
1: this is half your show, half my show, so of course you can.
0: Props department or <laughs> somebody. Look, here's the thing. Special effects unit, or it'd probably be art. I don't know who, I mean, I'm in film, so I should know this thing. It's probably special effects, I guess. Whoever it is. You give Alexa Bliss a tablet so that she's foaming at the mouth, but no one is here thinking that, like, we should have maybe water in the corner that, like, she can, she's just sweated a bunch. Her mouth (laughs) is probably dry as hell. And we're going to do a thing where she has to put something in her mouth to salivate enough to dissolve a tablet. That is a huge-ass tablet, by the way. Mm. Cut it in half. Give her Mm. some water. You know... (laughs) Wet up that mouth. (laughs) Don't cut that out. (laughs) Wet up that mouth. And, you know, because... The image that they obviously wanted to have was her salivating at the mouth, which is a fucking insane image to do. But to have her salivate at the mouth, foam at the mouth while this is happening. And people are like, oh, my God, what's happening? But really, it's just like her, now she's just screaming and upset, which which babies her a little bit more. Um, so that that's what to happen. No matter what, apparently Alexa Bliss is going on vacation. Uh, so we're going to see her for a bit. She's getting surgery. Is that what it is? Either way, she's got, we're not going to so. see her for a while. Yeah. I, I hope I hope it's surgery because the fact that it's vacation, I was like, she didn't wrestle for a long while. I was and...
1: still a big fan of whoever, whoever tweeted it out, like draft Alexa Bliss to SmackDown and say, wow, Alexa, you're back to normal. What happened? And she just says it was a case of the Mondays. Like, I think that's like the easiest way to just – Nell and void all of this lily shit because it it makes no sense but it works and it's gone one well, uh, i yeah, actually I think, think the some... better idea would be to draft uh alexa
0: bliss to smackdown and draft lily and draft lily to raw i think uh, that would be the best the best option you're gonna say it you know <laughs> if...
1: maybe we'll just release lily maybe we just release lily like we released the fiend that's right and...
0: lily on aew dark <laughs>
1: this tuesday listen listen who doesn't show up on AEW dark nowadays that's true that's true yeah the match was uh it happened and uh i i um i i don't care (laughs) i just i just i don't really enjoy charlotte title matches unless they are against specific people Mm -hmm. uh and i don't usually enjoy alexa bliss matches Especially now that she's the the fiend,
0: the, the, the fiendess.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, don't, I really don't enjoy her matches as those. Though she, this was the first time I think in my match rating she didn't get a zero match. So, I
0: thought this match was good. I, I, I thought for what it was, it was good. It was just a lot of for what it was-isms. I watch a lot
1: of women's wrestling. This was not it.
0: <laughs> oh, I get that. I'm saying it was good for WWE. I'm you know i not saying that compared to Stardom or compared to AEW or compared to any other company that has women's wrestling. Uh, it's not even close. But for WWE, I thought it was good. I think the problem with Alexa Bliss and Sheriff Flair is that they don't have great chemistry together. And I think a lot of that has to do right now with you know, Alexa bliss fiend character. I, right. Cause it's all, it's all story. It's all story. And that's all it is. And I get it. We're telling stories here, but Alexa bliss is not Alexa bliss has never been like a worker mm-hmm. per se. And Charlotte flair isn't necessarily a worker, but Charlotte flair can be like, you know, sloppy. Sometimes it actually makes her look better. Yeah. Um,
1: Well, it's very funny, by the way. What what is? (laughs) Being a sloppy wrestler makes her look better, but I totally agree.
0: I mean, yeah, you look at the Charlotte, the Charlotte Flair, Sasha Banks matches, and it's like a lot of those like insane Hurricane Rana's that just look like death, because it they weren't done great, but they just you know they just look like looked awful.
1: Well, that's like her moonsault. Yeah. Back in the day, it used to be yeah. perfect, and now it's terrible because she like tries to protect herself, mm-hmm. which I understand. You want to protect yourself, but like landing on your feet and then falling forward, ain't it? Yeah,
0: no, yeah, it's it's the WWE stuff of, and I get it. You know, we're gonna be wrestling a lot, so we want to be safe when we do these things. I'm not saying that's a bad thing. I'm just saying yeah, that Jeff
1: Hardy still hits the swanton at the age of like 43 in every match. Like that poor guy. And that, was it this match that he got need? when he landed on, uh, maybe that was on Raw or something, but he did a swanton, that was on Raw, he did a swanton to Sheamus and Sheamus put up the knees and Jeff bounced, like his back bounced off and I was like, dude, why are we doing this to this poor guy? <laughs> like he is, I don't know how old he is, I think he's 42, 43. I believe
0: he's the same exact age as AJ Styles.
1: Sick. awesome. Oh yeah, because they were doing the thing the other day of like yeah, oh, this is this. Maybe Damien Priest could be as good as Jeff Hardy someday. And they looked at the age, and Jeff Hardy's like three years older than him, which is very funny. Um, yeah.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: but yeah Why I... are we still talking about this? <laughs> <laughs> Moving right
0: along, we got Jimmy and Jay Uso defending their SmackDown Tag Team titles against uh, Angela Dawkins and Montez Ford. The Usos pick up the victory. A lot of this match obviously having to do with uh, Montez Ford's ribs uh, being beaten down on the previous Friday Night Smackdown when he faced Roman Reigns. Uh, So a lot of that having to do with attacking Montez Ford, uh, and it was that double Superfly splash on Ford at the end there to retain the titles. Uh, Thoughts on this match, Scotty?
1: Um, I enjoy Montez Ford. I I'm still hoping on Monday he's drafted alone, which is so mean of me, I guess, to Angelo Dawkins. But I think Matez Ford has, you know, star written all over him. He can talk. He can wrestle. He jumps out of the building every time he does that damn frog splash which people people love. I think he's a very easy person to get behind. And uh, I don't know. I think... you don't have a necessary window yet because he's still very young. It's not like he's up there in age. Like we just talked about Damian priest is like 39 and getting his push. But I think he's like 34,
0: maybe uh, 31. Oh yeah. Plenty well, of you, time.
1: Well, then you have plenty of time, but I think Montez Ford is a star and I think you should push him as that star. I think he looked good in this match. Um, again, no offense to Angela Dawkins. I just, it was really all about forge ribs. Sold it well. Um, I liked to like little Hulk up at the end where he didn't care about the ribs. He jumped over the turnbuckle like he oh, yeah. jumped over the ring post, which was absurd. And I think we've been seeing that a lot lately in wrestling, which is very weird, but also great. Like that's how much athleticism wrestling has right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he's awesome. The U.S.S. did fine. Angelo Dawkins is good at you know being the big man of the tag team. It was fine match.
0: I, I, my fear of breaking that team up is the everyone talking about breaking the team up is because it would be good for Montez Ford, presumably in his future singles career. I don't, I don't, I'm, I'm concerned for Dawkins. I feel like we might get an Otis Tucker situation where that's he, exactly what we would get. He, you know, uh, Dawkins gets drafted the raw and then he can fight for the 24 seven title. And you know, that's, that's exactly what he would do. So I, and then, you know, nine months from now, I'll get released.
1: That's why I say sorry to Angelo Dawkins every time I bring it up because I just know that they will ruin the poor guy.
0: Yeah, Mike, I and I'm sure sh- he's. They're all. Both of these guys are smart guys. They're both smart dudes. Dawkins must be knowing that, like, hey, if we split up, I have to do something. I have to figure something. Not to figure something out. He has it. It's just like, you know, he has to make sure that he is out there and doing things.
1: I, I'm always so shocked when, like, wrestlers are shocked that WWE breaks up a tag team, and I'm like, dude, you you have to know, like, your other half is clearly going to be taken away and turned into something. Like, that was with, with the Otis and Tucker thing. I thought it was way too early to break them up. Uh, but, at the same time, I was like, you knew they were already favoring Otis. Otis had a singles run as a tag team. So, like, to me, I was just sitting there, like, I feel like you have to have in the back of your mind always a plan as a single star. If you want to make it, you have to have a couple plans because that's how this promotion runs. It's always been like that. They've always been willing to just break up tag teams out of nowhere. They literally, ju- well, not that this matters to me. I think this is better off for both. Uh, but they broke up uh, Dijakovic and uh, Mace, mm-hmm. T-Bar, T-Bar. Mm-hmm. They just did that on the uh, whatever. On the and, uh, yeah. and I'm Yeah. And I sat there and I was like, well, this makes so much more sense than keeping them as a tag team because uh, no offense to Mace, I think he can be a, you know, good solid big guy in the mid-car if they really wanted him to I think he'll be a little in trouble but Dijakovic is just if you make him what he was in NXT you have a mid-car star instantly like I feel like when they miscasted him for retribution it still doesn't make sense to me because I, I always enjoyed Dijakovic matches in NXT I don't know about you but dude's got the athleticism I don't think he's like a terrible promo and you don't even have to have them talk that much. So, whatever. I I don't even know how I got here. I'm not going to lie to
0: you. I Yeah, no, I think uh, you have to know what company you're in. This company does not, you know, this company has a tag team division, but the end result of the tag team division, it the, the tag team division's purpose in WWE is to uh one have storylines of co- of can they coexist two distract um like main eventers or mid-cards or whatever uh from the title picture for a bit and go off and do something else um and three figure out who can be the big star between these two and get behind them and push them mm. it's yeah. basically it is a um um uh, incubation chamber is what tag teams are. They're basically, we're just going to put two things here. We'll let them go out, wrestle, get more experience under them belts, and then we'll see how they go. And so that's what a good doing.
1: comparison. Mm-hmm. They did that with the Usos like accidentally, they got Jay Uso over to a point where you could put him in a main event of SmackDown and no one would complain, but actually look forward to it. And then they put him back into yes. the tag team full time. So yeah, that's a good call by you.
0: Oh, I'm, I'm chock full of good calls. That's what the show is about, is me and you giving the best correct takes out there. Um, speaking about correct takes... You was, can't deny that. Uh, the New Day, taken on uh, in a surprise match. I don't believe this was announced before the show. Uh, New Day, Biggie, Kofi Kingston, Xavier Woods defending, not defending anything, but defeating AJ Styles and Bobby Lashley and Omos six-man tag team match, 18 minutes and 13 seconds, um, is really a, a three-on-two match because I believe Omos was in this match for all of one minute uh, and well. was mostly just Bobby Lashley and AJ Styles.
1: <laughs> well, there's a reason for that. One, Bobby Lashley and AJ Styles are good. Second, Omos is not. Third, yeah, see this, three reasons. Omos uh, is not good. <laughs> it was the same reason. Twice. But uh, I thought this was you know a good opener this is the type of opener you want to get the crowd hot the new day is never the wrong choice ever they always are able to you know get people into it and you know aj styles is still aj styles he's not the aj styles of five years ago but he's still far more capable than a lot of you know wrestlers that you can watch on a day-to-day basis and other promotions so Take that for what you will. Bobby Lashley's been on a great run, too, and I've enjoyed his intensity without the title. Um, good tag match, good opener. There you go.
0: Yeah, good, solid, hot opener for the show. Uh, you know, not nothing too bad about this. You know, Bobby Lashley just was great. Bobby Lashley has, like, a new gear and intensity without having that title because he's out for revenge, as it were. Obviously, this match was originally going to be Bobby Lashley versus Randy Orton for the title, and then maybe that would have been the cash-in. I think that was potentially the idea there. Um, And then, then they go into the draft, and then the draft. It's
1: been a messy, like, yeah. way they've had... Because, as Andrew Zarian of the Map Men podcast said that Biggie was always set to originally cash-in on the draft date, which was originally at the beginning of September. Mm-hmm. And then they wanted to make sure he still cashed in so i think that actually more than anything is why they moved up that match because i i don't know i think they wanted to get that cash in on tv no matter what yeah and it worked out it you know he's champion and he's getting over more and more as the days go on which i wasn't worried about with him i mean new day after all these years are still you know, probably top merch sellers, most popular. So bless those three for doing what they've done in a, in a uh, company that doesn't usually allow that to happen.
0: And, of course, the kickoff show, Liv Morgan defeats Carmella. Did you watch
1: this match? I did. I actually went back and watched it because, for some reason, I always think Liv Morgan can give me a decent match, which she actually did. She's actually, you know – Out of all the women in uh, WWE, Liv Morgan's actually done a lot to improve because she used to not be very good. And I always credit her with that. And, of course, I think uh, working with Ruby, you know, probably helped a lot. She probably learned a lot from Ruby Riot. Uh, Now Ruby Soho singing the song. Yeah, yeah, you're welcome. You're welcome. Thank you. Uh, But, yeah, Liv Morgan's good. Carmella wasn't embarrassing. Uh, I think Carmella's actually, like, serviceable. When it's not about like the ridiculousness of her character. So, yeah, fine, final, uh, fine. What the hell is it called? Kickoff, kickoff, kickoff match. Now, I'm gonna, now I'm gonna let you, you know, get into your explanation of the thing that I don't know what it's called because this is, you know, this is your part of the show. I was here to cry about Finn Balor. You're here to actually tell like real things that happen in the real world.
0: You know what my takes on my my hot takes on the Carmela match and her hot takes on her new Wait, mask. Wait, did you watch it? Of course I did watch it. I did watch oh, it. I, and I saw, pictures, I saw pictures. I saw pictures of Carmella's that mask, mask, the glitter mask that It was looks...
1: funny cuz the joke was now you can't make me ugly. I was like, "Don't worry, you did with that mask."
0: <laughs> <punish."> <laughs> What what was the storyline? Did I miss it? Did they hit her um, nose or something? I don't even remember. Like was Liv it
1: Morgan? Yeah, Liv Morgan like tries to hit her face to make her ugly or something. And there was never like a complete goal for Liv Morgan to hit her face, but for some reason Carmella made it that way. Yeah, don't, don't ask questions. It, it
0: feels like it feels like Liv Morgan is not a part of this story, except the story is happening around her by Carmella. <laughs> like
1: it's just. But, I will say that they have, like, a weird case here where they have a woman getting over by barely still being on TV, which is Liv Morgan. Like, people want to see her win, yeah. and I think she deserves that title reign someday. I, I still do think that. Uh, but you know what? I'm just going to sit back and listen to you now because this is now the Ryan Knightsey podcast about things which are helpful, and I've never been helpful, so
0: Oh no. You are you're extremely helpful. Scotty, I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, he did li- he literally just left the frame. He's he's dead. He deflated like some sort of uh, inflatable man. Uh that would only make sense. Um but Scotty, if you are still did, I didn't even I was looking away from the screen. I don't, are you actually still gone or are you, did he walk away? I wasn't even paying attention. Oh no, he's still there. <laughs> Thank God I'm not alone. It's, no, you're, uh, how far, where is your How far down are you? Where what is it happening? Sunk
1: in, I've sunken in I've into my chair. And I, I, <clears throat> you need to stop asking me questions because I'm I'm stuck. So just just go.
0: Okay. Well, I wanted to talk here because uh it this is a news story that uh no one talks about. And Scotty, of course, if you have any questions or need to dumb it down, please let me know. Uh, but this is a news story that no one is really talking about, and one of the big reasons why no one's talking about it is mostly because all the mainstream uh, companies are owned by the studios, um, so they're not going to talk about it. Uh, but IATSE, which is the huge—you may have heard of it—is uh, the huge film and television program for all of the union workers. There are a couple other unions. Uh, SAG is for uh, actors, or SAG-AFTRA is really what's called uh wga um writers guild of america you may remember their 07 strike um that's how we got the birth of reality shows uh we got the dga for the directors and we got the teamsters for transportation people the truckers um so what is happening right now is or is what happened what has been happening for a while is that IATSE has agreements with studios which are represented by a a group called AMPTP. I like to remember it as AMP Toilet Paper. Basically, they had an agreement that uh, to work and had all these rules and whatnot. Um, you know, that studios will pay this much for this rate, and meal penalties and overtime for all these specific things. Um, and they had this agreement. It's, they've, ha- they've had this agreement forever. Well, that agreement ran out uh, at the end of July. That agreement ran out at the end of July. At the end of July thirty first. Since then, they uh, IOTC and Amp Toilet Paper have been in agreement. Uh, have been in this negotiations the entire time, um, but negotiations have run south. Um, Scotty, these neg- negotiations have been about um, basically. So I'm in. I work in the film business, Scotty. You know this. I do. Uh, Uh, you're still away from the frame and it's so jarring. Uh, you literally removed yourself from the podcast. Um, basically what the negotiations, negotiations are and what they're falling through is, is that a lot of union members have realized from honestly, from the pandemic and having all the time off for six months is we all realized what life is like. Scotty do you you, let me ask you a question Scotty can you please return for the podcast with me hello what you you work correct like we all do you work
1: finally yeah
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah how many how many hours a week do you work typically
1: you know 40 or so give or take
0: is 40 hours a lot do you think would you, would, it, you, would you prefer would you prefer like a lot of other people in the world they want to get less 40 hours make it a four day work week or something
1: I mean that would be great but you know it is what it is
0: um the reason I bring that up and for reference is that I, I... know
1: someone by the way that works in works or Netflix so all of this is very interesting to me as you go on
0: yes I I work uh, on a TV show called Legacies it's a CW TV show. Uh, Jesse my girlfriend works it's currently we've talked about this before she currently works on a Marvel movie and that's all I can say about it <laughs> there's a red dot already on my forehead <laughs> um, but so we both working obviously union shows Net, the friend you know works in Netflix if they're working on a Netflix production it's a union production obviously Yeah. but that actually works the Netflix discussion will work later so basically Scotty that's f- me film hours are 60 hour work weeks
1: that's not good. <laughs> that's I, not it. <laughs> I work
0: 12 hours a day, five days a week. And uh, I work in the office. So there's people on set that if we go over, they go into overtime, which can make it 13, 14, 15-hour work weeks.
1: You work 12 hours a day?
0: Yes, I work 12 hours. Well, I'm in the office. So really, I work 10-hour days. Uh, but that's because my speci- I'm supposed I'm supposed to be working 12, but my office is like, yeah, hey, you can work 10. Um, oh, my- god if you're on set you're working 12 hour days and if you go in overtime you're working 14 15 hour days making those 60 hour work weeks into 70 hour work weeks 80 hour work weeks i worked on a show uh this is one of my first productions i ever worked on it was a non union production in dc um where i on average it was 14 hour work days
1: Oh no! And, That's more than half the day.
0: <laughs> and the first day of production was, I think it was sixteen hours. And the last day of production was twenty-two hours. Uh, it was snowing, and they did not author any of us to uh like houses to sleep in or hotels to sleep in like they're supposed to. Uh, instead, they're just like, hey, drive home. Your twenty-hour, twenty-two-hour workday. Drive home now. I came home and the sun was up.
1: You say 22 hour work. Oh my God. That's just not legal. It's it's
0: it's shouldn't be. It shouldn't be. And the part of the (laughs) issue, part of the big issue about these agreements and why the negotiations are falling through is that the unions realize, and all these members of the unions realize I want to have a life now. I would like to have a life again because people drive home and fall asleep at the wheel People get in accidents. These things happen. Um, And a lot of the reasons these things happen is that originally overtime and meal penalties and all these things, Scotty, were supposed to be deterrents for studios to not not go over. Now studios are making so much money Uh that it is actually cheaper to go into overtime than to extend the shoot schedule by a couple days, weeks, or whatever.
1: That makes sense, no offense to you guys, but like that does make sense to yeah. do that instead because like renting out Okay. Well that sucks for you guys.
0: <laughs> I, I so I work in accounting on legacies and we have one uh one person, one person that's a steady cam operator. It's those guys who are watching Raw or SmackDown, they're the guys holding this like the camera, not on the shoulders, but they have like a whole like rig on their system that is like holding the camera straight or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um that guy. Sorry,
1: I'm, I'm looking up your show that you're talking about. Sure, Continue.
0: Legacies is like the sequel of a of the sequel of Vampire Diaries.
1: That's very funny.
0: Um, yeah, uh, but I work in accounting. He, this guy, obviously gets a paycheck every week. He also, for his Steadicam rig, has three packages for him. Just that's the,
1: the, the Ryan Knightsey show. Guys. Exactly right, the Legacy Look show. Look at, Look, at <laughs> Look at it. Look at it. Look at it. Look
0: at it. Look at it. Um, he, so Scotty, he has three packages and a paycheck. One of those packages is just for his steadicam for the entire run of this show, legacies for their the season we're filming. That person will be making on that one steadicam package ninety eight thousand dollars. Oh, on top of two wow. other packages and all these things. So what I'm saying is, his check is probably is cheaper than his entire run of show package. <laughs> Probably, I assume I haven't. I don't know this pay. I don't know what his pay rate is. Um. So what I'm saying is, it's it's cheaper for studios to actually go into overtime and work these people to the bones, and everyone's had enough of it, and Ionti uh, I, I has had enough of it, and they want um, better days. Another thing they want. You talked about your friend working at Netflix. Is that uh, Netflix, um, uh, Hulu? Amazon Prime, these are all considered new digital, new media productions uh, because they're on streaming surfe- streaming services, not TV or movies or anything. Um, those streaming services, uh, they negotiated when they first started out uh, to have, they were able to have the base rate for all, every, all the crew to be lower than everyone else mm-hmm. just because they needed to start up these streaming services. Uh, that happened, what, 15 years ago? And they have not changed whatsoever. So now they great. now IOTC wants the streaming services rates to be increased as well. So everyone mm-hmm. basically, we all want time in our lives. We want uh, to be paid better. So uh,
1: you're going to be the reason I have to pay more for Netflix.
0: Potentially. If if they if Netflix oh my
1: that's
0: fine but that's also what this conversation is about is that I want to what I'm trying to do at first is explain why this is important why the strike is happening why it's necessary Um, because people want to have a life I I, I'm with Jesse I'm with my girlfriend eventually you know we want to get married eventually want to have children we have no clue when we would be able to have a kid if we're both working in film we have no time no time whatsoever she's on set so like she would be pregnant i'm not pregnant but she would be pregnant uh and are you sure i don't know we will have to find out <laughs> but like we will have no time she will have to yeah. take off so much work to to be yeah. pregnant yeah
1: that's to to yes <laughs> that that's correct that's how that works um that's uh a lot but mm-hmm. you didn't have to dumb it down for me because I got it. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I understand. Oh, man. I mean, when you, when you hear the side of like people that work there and you, you know, you aren't like, say, me who, you know, works, works a, not in that industry mm-hmm. and doesn't fully get that. When you hear their side, I feel like the, um, you know, addition of like two, three dollars to your monthly subscription is something people can get over. Mm-hmm. Uh because like working anywhere that's over ten hours is just way, way too much. Because I know a lot of people like yeah, you know, I know like construction workers and working ten plus hours isn't something foreign to a lot of fields. Yeah. But my God, like you shouldn't have to do that every single day. Mm-hmm. And you shouldn't have to you know working twelve hours, that doesn't include the driving there, correct driving back, correct, eating. And yeah. then you have can, to sleep.
0: Can I describe <laughs> to you can I describe to you like yeah, Jesse's day, Je- day? I wanna give you I wanna give you Jesse's work day because hers mm-hmm. is worse way worse than mine.
1: Right, because she's on yep. Yeah, mm-hmm, that doesn't she, make sense.
0: She – uh so the stu- the studio where she has to go is an hour's drive. Um okay. so she wakes up 4:45 a.m.
1: Oh my god.
0: Gets ready, eats breakfast if she can, uh and tries to leave out the door at 6. Um she then drives an hour to work, works 11 and a half, 12 hours. She typically gets cut 11 and a half uh but 12 hours. Uh so this is now like Six thirty, ish. You right? Or 630? 730, yeah. 730. six thirty? Seven thirty. Seven thirty. It's uh, 11 and a half hours. You don't count lunch. Uh, oh, okay. So six thirty ish. I think. Yeah. Sure. I think.
1: So, no, it's eleven thirty because she got there at seven. Uh, Wait a minute. Either way. Uh, either way. She, so six thirty. Yes.
0: So either way, she gets off work. She drives home another hour. Gets home typically at like seven thirty p.m uh she starts making dinner i get home i usually join her on dinner or whatever we're trying to do we eat in you know dinner can take you know 30 45 minutes hour whatever um we have to order by the way we order uh, meal prep we we order those meal prep things boxes so that we don't have to decide on the food we can just have all the food ready to go and make it Makes um, sense. so she starts making that i come home i either help her or i watch dynamite uh then uh we eat dinner while we watch like an episode of television, um, we do whatever like one thing chore we can do in the house. Uh, and then she has to be at bed at 9 p.m. So she has like an hour and a half home to make cook dinner, eat dinner, do something else and go to bed. And then she does it again the next day, 4:45, And then she goes to bed at nine so that she can get a reasonable hour's sleep. She doesn't have to choose, choose that, but she does, which I obviously love, love that um because we all need sleep um so that is her day every single day for five days a week for eight more months
1: oh my gosh
0: yeah the reason i'm talking about all this stuff is again i want (sighs) to stress the importance of why this strike is happening what the importance of it is people want to get paid better people want to have better hours see their life they want they they typically right now it's an eight-hour turnaround they're fighting for a 10-hour turnaround, which is the eight hours off, including an hour back and forth to drive. Um, so they want you know extended hours, and that typically means the workday will probably shift to 12 to, 10 to 10-hour days. Um, they want better pay. Um, they There's a couple other things that they want. Um, money is definitely part of it, but it's the time that's obviously the bigger thing. Um, God. Uh, meal penalties as well. That goes into overtime. That meal penalties used to be the deterrent. They're no longer the deterrent. It's way cheaper to, you know, meal penalties. Scotty is basically like we have we work six hours and then we have lunch. If we go into that lunch time and uh and the uh crew believes that we should have been able to hit the time, it's mostly the production's fault that we're not yeah. hitting the time. Meal penalties start accruing. Um. It's a couple, you know, for the entire crew. It's a couple hundred dollars if that happens. Um, oh my god! It's uh, what is it? It's uh, it's eight dollars and fifty cents for the first half hour without a meal. Eleven for the second. Thirteen fifty for an each hour and a half after that. Round up the entire crew. That's a couple hundred dollars for however much. Uh, that's way cheaper. It's way cheaper to do that than uh than uh, do that stuff. Uh, so IOTC cannot come to agreement with Amp Toilet Paper about this. So they auth- they decided that we are going to potentially go on a strike. Um, they On Friday, October 1st, IATSE members voted on three things, and I'll get to those three things, Scotty, and why they are important. Uh, they, basically, IATSE members are voting to authorize a strike. If there is a 75% yes, then a strike has been authorized by the members, and they, and IATSE can now strike if they so choose. There'll be some fourth quarter negotiations. Uh, but if those fall through too, we'll get a strike. This is uh-huh. huge. It's huge. IATSE has never striked before. We have never striked before. And we're talking about who is going to strike. Let's talk about who is going to strike real quick. A lot of these unions that are potentially striking are LA-based unions. However, there are three unions, Scotty, that are national unions. They are IOTC 800. That is the art department. Those are the people that build the sets. That's construction. Build the sets, dress the sets, uh, buy all the props, uh, do all the stuff. Basically, they get make the whole thing happen. IOTC 700. Those are the editors. If they strike, post-production stops completely. No one can edit anything. And, of course, so we have the people that make the sets. If they strike, no more sets are being made. We have the people who, uh, I, that will edit the, the movies and television and all that stuff. If they strike, no one's going to be editing anything. Nothing new will come out uh, unless it's already finished. And, uh, finally, IATSE 600, which is the camera department. Uh, if they strike, nothing will be filmed. So we have three national unions that are all potentially striking um so it's a huge not good huge thing basically well, if good you,
1: for you guys but not good
0: <laughs> yeah and th- that's the reason i want to stress like why we're striking is because for people like you scotty people who may be listening to the show people who are everyday know abouts whatever this will have an effect things will stop it's gonna be like COVID again where entertainment will come to a screeching halt the thing about COVID is that people are still able to film stuff. Now, no one would be filming anything. Everything comes to a stop. And oh, when I, goodness. and when we go into its effect on wrestling for a while, there broadcast sports broadcast, uh, reality, not reality shows, but like television stuff, live, you know, uh, news programs, uh, we're not affected. That's a, a different agreement. It's a, called a videotape agreement. Uh, that, um, Basically, it's a whole, they have separate agreements for all this stuff with AMP Toilet Paper. But basically, Monday Night Raw, AEW, WWE, not affected. That negotiation, that agreement uh, between IATSE and AMP Toilet Paper, ended September 30th. And it was part of the voting process, one of the three things they were voting on, on Friday. So, union members were voting on Friday whether or not to strike for that videotape agreement. If that strike, if that agreement um, gets 75% yes votes and they decide to strike, then sports broadcast is affected. Live television is affected. Our news programs are affected. Obviously, if they vote on the other agreement, 75% yes. Television, movies, all this stuff is affected. Everything comes to a screeching halt. This is the new thing I found out today, is that sports broadcast is a part of this vote. Oh, boy. WWE, AEW presumably they have union members i know people in the past who have worked on AEW and WWE uh respectively um they are part of the union these these people that worked on the show uh and because they're part of the national broad you know not not national broadcast but part of USA part of TNT these are more than likely union productions um oh boy so with this video videotape agreement on the board if a strike happens Filming's done. WWE could hire um non union workers, but you know, they don't necessarily want to hire people right out of college, so that's not a great move. They could hire um union workers who aren't striking but are stand or who are not standing in solidarity. Cause because, you know, I'm I'm not in the union. I'm in a union position, but I'm in, you know, I'm I'm in standing in solidarity because you know these are all hugely important things. I've been there as a PA, where it's right. I don't like seeing Jesse work these hours. I want her to have a life, honestly. So I'm in solidarity with them. So if, if people cross the picket line and want to work for WWE, uh, then they're crossing the picket line, and that's not going to look good for them. Um, obviously, they don't. Nothing necessarily bad will happen, but you know your union's going to be mad at you if you worked. Yeah. So. Everything will stop. One person I was talking to online said that, like, WB could have individual agreements with IOTC, which I don't know if that will ever happen. I That has never happened. Obviously, a strike has never happened, so that would be a precedent that would have to be set. Um, I don't think it would happen, honestly. But uh, legitimately, the fact that I found that today, that the videotape agreement is a part of this, means that before... Members, the filming, you know, the camera guys on WWE could just be standing in solidarity and not working. But now it's potentially it could also be striking. These camera guys could actually be striking. For WWE. Oh, boy. AEW. So if you thought COVID was bad and you were like, nothing will stop wrestling from COVID. Unions will stop it. The strike will. Uh, if yeah. a strike happens. And I should be clear. Should be clear. If this is not the union's fault. These are the studio's fault that this is the situation. This is not the union's fault. I'm saying that the strike is happening because the unions are striking, but this is the studio's fault for not agreeing to these terms, for not paying workers better, for abusing overtime and meal penalties, uh, for for you know for having these new di- digital media uh, deals that are extremely cheap and uh, are screwing over rates for other people. Um, these are things the studios have done, and it is our last hand to strike so it's very frightening so the effect on wrestling is if a strike goes through scotty we might not have anything to talk about that's that's the fear and and of course you know we're gonna have your local indies and probably gcw because i doubt that's the union (laughs) uh any 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 non-union productions will be fine so we're gonna get a lot of fight gcw shows um but it's, yeah. this, is a, this is a huge news story that no one is talking about. And on Monday, tomorrow, uh, October 3rd, 4th? What day is it? October 4th, IOTC is going to reveal the v- results of the vote that happened on the 1st. Uh, like I said, if it's a 75% yes on all three of these agreements, then a strike has been authorized. Fourth quarter negotiations, if that falls through, then a strike will happen. So a strike may be happening in two, three weeks. Who knows? depending on this. Oh
1: boy. Okay. So Scotty,
0: as someone who obviously does not know the, as, as I hope you now know the severity of this, this, this thing, how do you feel about everything?
1: These streaming services better fix their shit. That's, (laughs) that's how I'm feeling because there's going to be a lot of stuff missing that uh, I think a lot of people will, I, I, I think the strike is very smart in the sense that if everything stops and people don't get to, you know, see what they want to see, that's how, you know, that's when the uh, uproar will begin. Like if I think the sports more than anything, depending what's stopped there um, in terms of airing, that will uh, create a very big outcry. And I think, uh, I understand the move. It's they. The to be
0: clear, it's you know this sports broadcast. So we're also talking about like NFL and yeah, and all that's, these other programs.
1: Going to rattle some people. Uh, that's like that's that's a lot of people to piss off. Yeah. <laughs> um, whew. And I, I don't, mean, it's so it's very smart to go on strike because without all these people, nothing gets done. So,
0: and it should be said also that there's also a lot of other cool things about this is that SAG and WDA, DGA, Teamsters, those unions I've mentioned before, they're all part of solid, they're all standing in solidarity. They've all chosen to. The US government put out a statement and, uh, and they're siding with IATSE on this. Oh boy. Uh, so, uh,
1: these streaming servers just gotta figure it out very quickly.
0: Um, what the, uh, I should say, what the studio's perspective is is basically what they're betting on is that they are betting on the fact that the vote will not be able to reach the 75% yes margin because Mm. they are betting that um, union members do not want to voluntarily stop working after not working for six months because of the pandemic. That's what they're betting on. But my thing is, is like, well, also what we're betting on is time and what that pandemic showed us is so that we can have a life. So it's frustrating. Uh, WGA stroke, strike, stroke, striked, uh, Stro- struck in 2007. Pe- you may remember that. Uh, if you're listening to this, you may remember that. That's a big strike that happened. All these like, um, that's basically what started reality shows is that they don't need writers for reality shows. Um, the writers of WWE were not striking because they were all non-union uh, uh, and members hmm. of WWE itself. Um, so, yeah, it, there's a it, there's a really what it is, is like that that strike no seven lasted 100 days, I think, which is, you know, three months. So a strike can happen like a day or two weeks or you know three months, but
1: yeah, there's no timetable. It's pretty much until people hopefully get what they yeah. are asking for, which you would you would think with like the seriousness of like everything that stops, it wouldn't take as long as you'd hope. Like you would think people would be back to work in better conditions like you would hope that's within the next two months like you you'd if the strike of course happens which i i'm assuming it does um you you would be hopeful that you know all these places realize hey let's uh let's get everything back going like we are gonna lose more money not doing this so yeah that makes all sense in the world i can't believe you wanted to try to fit that into last week's episode scene just <laughs> took up like a very big chunk but uh i think that's something a lot of people need to hear because uh you i can already hear you know depending what happens depending how um these companies you know have whatever however they handle it yeah. um you know there's always a, there's always solutions for like wrestling companies to broadcast um but at the same time there's a lot more than just camera work that goes into this so be mm-hmm. very interesting to uh to see but that was probably the most helpful thing we'll ever say on this podcast so when i say we i mean ryan and uh i'll probably never have anything nearly as helpful so you're welcome <laughs> don't bury yourself here Ben. I gotta bury myself because it. I slept on. I slept on a uh, recliner. <laughs> I I just felt the
0: need to talk about it because, like I said, no one is talking about this.
1: No, it's good public awareness.
0: And obviously, on Monday, uh, when we hear the results of the vote, it's going to be a bigger story if if you know they reach that strike agreement vote, oh, yeah. uh, strike authorization vote, I should say. So you'll hear, hopefully, depending on how that goes, you'll hear a lot more votes on this. I definitely feel like we're going to get the votes on it just based on talking to other people. Everyone's kind of in agreement about this. I, I really feel like the votes are going to happen. The broadcast, the videotape one is what I'm most worried about just, or most concerned of not reaching the margin, mm-hmm. uh, just because that just ended at the at September 30th. Um, so people might you know be like, that's ah, fine. Um, Obviously no matter what the agreements need, still need to happen it's just a matter of a strike happens and a strike is going to be huge uh it's going to it's going to be huge uh so just you know be on the lookout for that one folks you know I'm I'm telling you now I'm I'm the I'm the silver surfer before galactus shows up I am the herald here uh get ready because if a strike happens probably 2 3 weeks from now everything stops so Get ready, I'll be out of a job for a bit potentially.
1: <laughs> Yikes! The only oh thing I should
0: say though, uh, the only things that will still be filming are HBO, Star, Showtime, and BET. But that's because they're a whole separate agreement. So those things will still be coming out and having things. So get I'm ready. Good,
1: for- well, HBO's elite, so that's, yeah, that's good. I mean, that
0: will- is a good point. I didn't think about that. Hold on, hmm.
1: They are all elite,
0: but HBO is different than TNT. Is well, HBO is correct. HBO is a premium Media thing. Yeah,
1: it's a Warner Media thing. So, they could be using the same people as HBO. You would possibly think? I mean, I don't know. So, I, hmm.
0: I don't think it would. I think there would be two different things. I think it would be you two would different be. things. I don't know. Because <laughs> because HBO is no a studio. HBO is a studio part of a premium yeah. service. This isn't HBO Max, it's HBO. Right, um, well,
1: HBO and HBO Max are the same thing in terms of like they have the same content. So
0: but that, it, that is like think of that as a studio. Then you have TNT, yeah. you have TBS, all of it's part yeah. of Warner Media. And I should also say though that like, you know, they people can work on HBO and stuff. Any yeah. people can work on WB if they still want to choose 8W if they still want to choose all these people can still work. But if a strike happens, they'll be crossing the picket line and or they can work non-union on a union position. I'm in the I'm in the tricky spot, Scotty, where I am working a union position on a union show, but I am non-union. So, I can still Yikes. work. I can still work and everything will be fine. The problem is is that uh, the union because I'm in a union position, the union's being notified of my working hours even though I'm non-union and we're making any benefits from it. Yeah. Uh, so if I work during the strike the union will be not will be told about it. Uh and then if I try you know try to join the union in January when I plan to they'll be like, "Yeah, we love you having the union. We do have here that you worked th- two months during the strike though." So yeah. what's that about? Um, yeah,
1: no, I get why you would not. It's it, yeah. It's long term. It's yeah. just smart not to.
0: At the end oh, of the day if it's oh. a brotherhood, so you know. Yeah,
1: yeah. well, that was a lot. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I don't want to put the fear in people, but be on the lookout on Monday. See how All it comes good, out. I'm good worried.
1: News, good news, everyone. There's more wrestling than just the ones on TV. <laughs>
0: the good news is is that the G1 Climax will still be happening hey, nonetheless.
1: There you
0: go. So let's talk about the G1 Climax here.
1: Ooh, that was a heavy topic. It that was. was 40 a... min- that was 40 minutes of me just listening, which... <laughs> Is an accomplishment by you to get me to do that.
0: <laughs> You're, yeah, I, I had a lot of thoughts.
1: But no. Well, it, well, I mean, I, I understand it. I mean, it, there's a lot of anger there. So, yeah, like, yeah. you got to let it all out. But it's also a lot of, it's a whole world that no
0: one knows about. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's
1: it's the behind the scenes that people don't appreciate.
0: So, I, I felt the need that, like, I need to explain it. And if you want more details uh, or uh, more stories about issues with Iats or you know people with work on productions go to ask ryan (laughs) ask me on twitter or go to the instagram account ia underscore stories it's a bunch of people who are not anonymously post their stories about working on unions productions and stuff It, it is tragic to read it's a bunch of stuff that is truly happens and i've seen it i've heard people about it i've lived it so i completely understand And I want all, and I should also say, I want all of my flowers here. I'm working 12 hour days. I'm still running a podcast network. So I really should be getting all the flowers here for my, uh, for my, for my, so
1: the G1 climax.
0: (laughs) (laughs) G1 Climax. So, uh, obviously another day happened this morning, but I don't want to talk about
1: it just because I don't, you were sleeping on a recliner. Couldn't Um, even begin to tell you. What, what's the last show i watched but i'm definitely close to caught up i'm not caught up but i'm close to caught up
0: i am caught up to where we're going to talk about up to day eight i'm completely what's that up. like uh i it's okay for me because i wake up um i wake up at like 6 30 every morning so excuse me i hit the microphone i wake up at 6 30 every morning so i can catch Typically, all of the G1, maybe the main event, maybe not the main event, depending on, you know, timing of matches. So I've been able to stay along. I've been able to stay up with it, except for this morning. But that's what has the point.
1: Do you watch? No,
0: just go. Do I watch what? Nothing.
1: Okay. Just, no, I'm not here.
0: Day eight. <laughs> let's talk about up to it. So going through the block, let's do some quick grading. I want just want to talk about it quick because we're running out of time here. Um, yeah,
1: I wonder why. <laughs>
0: don't blame me. Don't blame me. Uh, but no, let's—I
1: think I'm blaming Extreme Rules, actually. <laughs>
0: Fair <laughs> enough. Fair enough. Um, let's go up the leaderboard. So let's let's go. Actually, go. Let's go down. Let's go down the leaderboard. So let's start start off with uh, what I have here: the red block. It might be the A block. I think Zach Sabre Jr. Uh, at the top of the leaderboard as of day eight with eight points, beating Naito before he got injured, Shingo Ibushi, and Great O' Khan. Thoughts on a. Zach Sabre Jr.? A. A I plus. Ooh, I'll, I'll, say a. Well, I'll, say a. I'll say A. I was thinking
1: about A plus, but like we're only through so many matches. I think we need to get to. But that being said, I think he has had one of the most impressive, unexpected tournaments I've seen so far, like maybe ever. Because, yeah, Zach Sabre Jr. is a guy that, he he comes into these tournaments and he's always really good at being a spoiler type guy like he's gonna give you a good match he's going to be someone that they tell a story around because he's yep. able to manipulate bodies and break them down yep. and of course he injured Naito which I I'm not gonna put full blame on him you know Naito's knees as is are just like bad but <laughs> Their glass, their glass knees. What Saber Junior has been able to do is put together just this musty tournament so far. He is having the. He's he's not having the best
0: top tier matches, but I think a lot of people aren't having the best top tier matches. Well, yeah, but, but you have he, he has the you're best drawn story into them. Best you're drawn story.
1: into them every single outing, and. I, I don't know. He's making matches with like the great O'Conn seem far more interesting than matches with like he's not going to put on a five star match. He's not going to do that. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. This, I just don't think he's no Brian Danielson. I don't think any situation in the block. I, I I get what you're saying. I don't think there's any situation in the block that he can do that. I just don't. I I don't see it. But his matches have been great. And I actually think everything that's come after the Naito injury has been like must see.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, 100%. I think the Naito injury in a weird way has elevated saber a lot. Um, the the hot take here, and I don't like saying it, but like the Naito injury has made this, has made the entire block thrown into question and makes Mm -hmm. the entire thing more interesting. Honestly, Mm -hmm. that's true. Um, I part of part of me wonders if it's legit, just because it's wrestling. It probably is legit, just because of odds. But like the fact that it's like replace them, and then we can get like Hiromu and like all the juniors in here. That Naito has in the past been like, oh, I like I want, I want the juniors in here. Like we can get all this other stuff and elevate other people this way. You know, it it makes it. And the fact that it was the first match, I don't know. There's there's yeah. those things. There's those things. But that's all. That's all. You know, tinfoil hat. Zack Sabre Jr. has been amazing. This thing. His, his story has been great. Um, you're right. If he was going to have a five-star match, it would have been with the likes of Naito, Shingo, Abushi. Uh, so it's not likely that he'll have one of these things. He could have one with Ishii or or uh, Kenta maybe, but probably not. Uh, but he's been doing a great job. Great Okan also has eight points. Uh, uh, he got a free point with Naito. He has beaten Tangaloa, Toru Yano, and Yajiro Takahashi. And he has lost to Zack Sabre Jr., uh, a bunch um, of easy points for uh, great Ocon here
1: B minus I um I'm gonna say B okay so I haven't seen his match with um Sabre Junior yet which is easily one that I've seen as like the most highly regarded match maybe of oC's year uh definitely definitely said, the best
0: match that he had up to day eight.
1: yeah so that being said I still think he's you know done what he's had to do which is, you know, look dominant. And I think this is a tournament that they're using in a smart way for him of getting him to that next level that I personally have been hesitating on. And he's a he's an interesting wrestler because he does some things that I'm really intrigued by. And then there's other things that I'm like, what am I watching? Uh, but good start.
0: Good start with great O'Connor. I think B,
1: I don't think B- is me. I just think, like, I haven't seen the Sabre Jr. match, which is why – yeah. He probably would be at a B or B plus if I have.
0: You're grading him against Yano, Takahashi, Tangaloa. I don't
1: blame. Hey, yeah, you you leave you Jarrell alone.
0: <laughs> big, you leave Big Juice alone. Um, yeah, and I think also we'll really get to get the uh, the full scope of Greedo Khan when he faces the lights of Abushi, Kenta, yeah. Shingo, Ishii. Um, speaking of Shingo, next up, Shingo with six points here. Uh, beating Ishii and Kenta and losing to Zack Sabre Jr. So if Sabre doesn't win the tournament, he can at least challenge Shingo Takagi for the title. So thoughts on Shingo?
1: Hey, I think Shingo just does not stop. Like, yeah. he doesn't care. Th- and I really enjoy, so this wasn't a G1 match, but it happened on G1 show. I really enjoyed his match with Yuji Nagata. I thought that was like, it didn't need to be good. It it could have been a match that Shingo took his time off essentially, yeah. But they had a really good match, and of course the match with Ishi by my off the top of my head still my favorite match of the tournament. But again, I'm not fully caught up. Um, it's it was that, and then probably Okada and Tanahashi. Just assuming. Yeah. Um, I also really liked Shingo and Saber Junior. But yeah, man, Shingo's just. He's on another level from all of these wrestlers, including the B block. Like he just seems he can't have a bad match right now. Like yeah. if there is anything behind it, if there's a if it's just a singles match almost, he's having a great match. There was a few it was a few months ago that he had a match with like Master Watto that was actually like good. And <laughs> yeah. I was like, what is happening? Like th- this dude just isn't missing. And I'm not saying Master Watto is bad. It's just like never was that a combo that i think would have worked Um, but shingo is having himself a run and i'm excited to see how he closes this out
0: shingo is having a run that we all thought abushi was gonna have
1: Mm.
0: uh in terms of like wrestling when he becomes the champion or whatnot
1: i'm very upset that he didn't get to wrestle naito though i will put that out there yeah we we got that taken away from us but it'll happen it'll happen someday
0: Uh, speaking about Ibushi, Ibushi also have six points. He's beat Yano and Ishii. That Yano match I actually really enjoyed. Um, Wait, hit. who? What did you say? Uh, Kota Ibushi versus Yano. Oh, kept... Kota
1: Ibushi. I completely like. My brain just shut down when you said <laughs> that. I heard Yano and I was like, oh. <laughs> they I actually.
0: Miss? I I I love it. I like Yana matches when it's something when something new happens, something different. Oh, you happens. don't
1: like the same thing every time?
0: No, no, no! no, no I hate that shit. Uh, it's it's the the stuff that they do. Oh, in, wait, in why Sh- do
1: you Sh- like Tomohiro yeah. Ishii? Ah! ah the... <laughs> <laughs> Goddamn! <him. laughs> uh. Which is funny because I just said he had my favorite match of the tournament so far. So burn on me. Anyways,
0: Abushi <laughs> has six points. Beat Ishii and uh The the and then he has lost to Takahashi and Saber. Um, thoughts on Abushi? I think the right <laughs> what now a loser. It, what a loser. It's really hard to tell if Abushi just because right now it's him telling a story. He's the story guy right now in this block. So I'm gonna,
1: trying to you know get back to full health.
0: Yeah, I'm going to say B. I haven't I haven't seen anything that I haven't that I thought was bad, but it's just like it's like it's it's like the Okada thing when he was like the balloon guy. It's just like oh, we're telling a story I love here. The we're balloon not balloon
1: guy. That, we're not gonna get. All I love stuff. Balloon Okada. I miss that guy. I miss the guy before Balloon Okada too. Uh, we'll get
0: we'll get to cool yeah. five star Ibushi later.
1: Yeah, uh, I I I think B's a good grade for Ibushi. Um He's he's the type of guy that you. You put on the match, and you see that he's in it, and you're excited instantly. Like that's the type of guy he is, because you know what he can do. Yeah. But him doing this story is very interesting. Um, I liked his loss to Yujiro. I thought that was an awesome, uh, yeah. you know, way to kick off the tournament. Um, but I'm I'm wondering where they're going with the Bushi. It's going to be interesting.
0: I totally agree. Uh, speaking of interesting, Toriano. Uh, also six points. He has a win over Kenta and Tangaloa, and of course the three points from Naito, and he has lost to Ibushi and Great Okan.
1: What a... I can't believe you're making me great, toro That's like impossible. I'm going to say Without, C+. Plus. Yeah, that's what I was going to say, because like he doesn't have good matches, but he does entertain me still uh, after all this time of you know, doing the same things. His match with Kenta was very funny, because yeah. uh, Kenta likes to play back, which I think if you play back with him it's good yes. um his i think it was 10 his match with tangelo is atrocious um like painfully bad yeah um it, it's the abushi and the kenta matches which
0: i really enjoyed because that's not
1: Yano's fault to
0: be no yeah but really it's like you need someone else on to go against yeah. him who is also funny and knows how to do mm. funny stuff yes, and kenta exactly. and abushi like you said it's like improv uh I'm gonna flounder on the stage if I'm by myself, but if if I have a partner with me who can keep the joke afloat, right? Then Abushi uh, and Kenta are those good partners.
1: Then you're salmon.
0: Then you're then you're salmon. I don't
1: know. You said flounder, so I was trying to make it something fishy. Then
0: you're Finn Balor. Um, uh, <laughs> Kenta also has six points. Takahashi and Ichi is who he's beaten, and he's lost to Yano and Shingo.
1: B. Uh, Kenta.
0: I'd Say B minus for me.
1: Kenta is so interesting to me because like I want to enjoy everything he does at all times like because he just has like something about him and I think he's very good still but he hasn't had the signature match yet like my, off the top of my head from everything I've seen I I think I've liked his match with Yujiro more than I've liked maybe anything else which is not it's it's weird to say that because Yujiro's yeah. not a you know work rate guy, he's not at all. But I don't know. Kenta's the weird one. I think B minus is fair too. I think B. I go. I'm just going with B because like I expect it to get better.
0: Yeah, I I think it's mostly because of who he's faced. So well, he's mm. faced Ishii and Shingo. So I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Anyways, uh Yujiro Takahashi, four points, keep it moving. Uh Yujiro has beaten Abushi. obviously. That was this upset victory there. Uh, and he has lost to Kenta and Great O'Khan. B minus.
1: Yujiro deserves some damn respect. He's actually doing very well for, you know, one of the lower guys in the block.
0: We'll be saying it about the rest of the bullet club guys, but uh they yeah. are showing up this tournament. They are.
1: I actually you know what? I'm gonna go with B for Yujiro. I think you B minus is too mean. I've enjoyed two of his matches a lot. So, I'm going to say B minus.
0: Anyways, yeah. uh Ishii, uh he has beaten F, him. just
1: kidding. <laughs> God
0: damn. I was uh, going to stay with the gimmick. He, he has beaten Tangaloa and he has lost to Shingo Abushi and Kenta. I'm going to say what this a f- I'm loser. I'm going to say this the same thing when we get to Goto, but Ishii
1: That oh, was stating. If
0: you want to talk about legitimately though, Ishii, this tournament to me is Ishii is starting to. It's we're starting to turn into the dad group, you know. Yeah. He, we're starting to get there. He has lost to Shingo, Abushi, and Kenta. He's only beaten Tangaloa. You know, at least he beat Tangaloa. That's true, <laughs> but he, but he is. We are start. We are sunsetting Ishii right now. That's what's happening.
1: Um, In the arms of the angels. Oh my God. Goodbye to Omihiro Ishii. It was a good run. Uh, B. B, I think. B. Yeah, I was going to go with B. B. Which I've went three straight Bs, but I think he's been solid enough.
0: I think he's been solid. Really what makes me a B is that it's been a disappointing solid. Like you want... Ishii is known for having... I mean, not to you, but known to having like (laughs) great matches. Uh, So him having like okay, you know, good matches, not like great matches, all time. he had a great match. Oh. He had a great match of Shingo. But uh yeah. but he hasn't had like all time matches every single night. Literally
1: never has had an all time match. How
0: dare you? Tonga Loa. Loa. Fucking
1: D minus. He's terrible.
0: He has only lost to Okan, Gano, and Ishii.
1: He's like not good. He should not be like he is more I think he's okay,
0: this, fine. But... This is gonna
1: sound like really mean, but he does he belongs less in this tournament than Chase Owens. I yeah. I would
0: say Tangalo is probably the weakest of the entire tournament. Yeah, I can agree to that. Like
1: his matches have not been good. He's made so I, I was talking to someone the other day like uh, he's making um Tamatanga seem like Kenta Kobashi in terms of like he's been so bad that Tamatanga seems so good. <laughs> hey, I mean Tamatanga needed that, man. <laughs> so I'm not gonna Tamatanga blocked me. I don't want to talk about it. Uh,
0: Moving right along. complimenting him. Naito, we obviously can't discuss because he's What a loser.
1: (laughs) Oh, Jesus
0: Christ. (laughs) He's injured, man.
1: I know. Poor guy. I'm very sad about that.
0: We got three Uh, minutes to wrap up the show, so we're going to blow through this. Ready?
1: I mean, we can go like five minutes over. Okay.
0: Then I'm going to go ten minutes over. Uh, Kazuchika Okada in the other block. Uh, He has eight points. He is undefeated. Uh, Tanahashi, Evil, Yoshihashi, and Goto. A. A as well. I would say A+. I never want Okada to lose. I would say A+, honestly. I would
1: love if they just went with the undefeated tournament. That would be awesome.
0: I think if you're going to do that any tournament, this would be a good one to do that for. For any of these guys, I think.
1: Especially in this block. Like, I think once he got through Evil, I was like, okay. So, like, you have a chance here to just run the... Because Evil's a guy that you can, you know, cheat him cheat evil into a win against okada but i think you go undefeated
0: speaking of guys undefeated jeff cobb also eight points he's beaten owens yoshihashi goto and tong tamatanga now he's different because he's not fa- he hasn't faced tanahashi or evil yet so those could be losses for a jeff cobb but i really like this idea of having both guys going yes. undefeated and we already know on the final night they're against each other again.
1: Me I agree. That's where I thought too. I, uh, by the way, Jeff Cobb's great A minus. I think he's been awesome. Me as well. uh, I think I think uh He's
0: pulled out great matches of those four dudes that he's faced.
1: I think for a lot of us it took a couple years for jeff cobb to fully feel right in new japan because he was still doing the ring of honor stuff too at the same time yeah uh but now that he's went full new japan he has been awesome um he has been what's kept the united empire afloat i honestly forget he's even in that group um because he just seems like his own commodity in a sense like if he was not in a faction i think he'd be even better off somehow uh because he's he just has that presence about him now um but definitely did i say a minus yes yeah a minus he still has the best matches of his tournament i think to come i'm really intrigued by him and evil yeah
0: i'm intrigued by him and evil a lot too just because i think the evil has has been weird this tournament i I will get to him i guess but yeah i'm very intrigued to see I would love. I would so love if we just do straight. Off, I also love
1: the tour of the islands. It's a great
0: move. Heal Jeff it's, Cobb is great, and I think it also yeah. that was part of it is that we needed to get to heal Jeff Cobb. Um, speaking of not a heel, uh, Hiroshi Tanahashi. Uh, Go Ace. Six points. He has beaten Goto, Go Tonga, Sonata, uh, and he has lost to Okada.
1: I love U.S. Hiroshi. Champ. U.S. I, champ. I, I I just love Tanahashi. Like he can't do anything wrong. Uh I would be plus. I'm not going to like, you know, just be the ultimate like fan here and give him an A because I feel like it. I think um he's wrestled some good matches. His match with Goto left me wanting more. Mm-hmm. Um, because I think those two, you know, have a phenomenal match in them. We've, you know, seen it before and they rarely wrestle anymore. Mm-hmm. But um pulled yeah out. i, I would
0: the, say he also pulled out a great match out of Tonga as well
1: yeah right well that's the tanahashi thing the tanahashi so like FX. his match with goto wasn't bad it just i know that could have been better he pulled out a great match with Tonga. him and okada turned back the clock which was awesome because just like the happiness those two had sharing the ring together was cool mm-hmm. uh so i'll go with b plus i think he's been great
0: evil I'm gonna give Hiroshi Tanahashi a B plus as well. Evil six points. Yoshihashi, Taichi, and Owens, and he's lost to Okada.
1: I've enjoyed Evil. Is that bad? I kind ca- of, I kind of have two. It, 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 <laughs> he's still doing
0: the heel stuff, and it's he's, not you know, nearly as bad. It doesn't feel nearly as bad, and maybe it's just because it's like he's like the second match of a tournament. You know what I mean? Yeah,
1: yeah. It, I mean, him and Yoshihashi killed it and then i told I thought, you what did i tell you you were right i was shocked by how right well you weren't the oh, Hold on, hold on. It. you're never shocked about how right i am because well, that happens no, all the time to be fair this is evil like come on uh and like evil matches he had a match with shingo and i didn't love it so that tells you a lot uh but i thought this you know maybe it's because the matches aren't going as long either they're not going over 30 minutes of you know doing the same thing over and over again uh his match with yoshihashi was good i enjoyed his match with okada i don't think that was offensive to me in any way um who did he just wrestle
0: owens he you, you you did not watch the owens match uh, i did watch
1: that oh you did i watched evil versus chase owens i actually thought uh wait a minute did i
0: that would i watched that this morning so you
1: must you no, i didn't it. watch that what who's his third match taichi I really enjoyed that match I like Tai Chi a lot I mm. random thing but I thought they did pretty good all things considered, and the sadisticness of uh dick Togo grabbing I always forget Tai Chi's the girl with Tai Chi's name um, but he grabs her and like, makes her, yes Abe. makes her watch as evils making Tai Chi go to sleep I was like yeah see this is a heel this is the type of heel stuff evil should be doing Um, I've really enjoyed Evil's Tournament, so I'm going to give it a B+.
0: Yeah, Evil should be less of a dickling and more of like
1: an actual torture brutal guy. More of a Togo thing. Yeah. You, um, see, you said dickling, so Dick Togo. Very but nice. It, the Togo thing made no sense, but you liked it.
0: Speaking of random, Taichi, <laughs> number four. Love tai Chi Goto and Sonata is who he has beaten, and he's lost to Evil and Yoshihashi.
1: Put some goddamn respect on the dangerous techers, people put some respect. Tai Chi has been uh, rest. He's been so good since they became a team. I think it might like I think his overall improvement has been awesome. I think um, he wrestled some good matches so far. I'm going to give him nice B nice B but Tai Chi matches are actually matches I look forward to which if I said that two years ago I would be laughing in my own face.
0: Yeah, no, Taichi has definitely found something. He's has turned it all around here. Um, Tama Tonga uh, with two points. He has beaten Chase Owens. He has lost to Sonata, Tanahashi, and Cobb. Tonga, a guy that is surprisingly doing better. All it took was to take off that compression shirt. Uh, and he has <laughs> honestly been doing a great job for I mean, obviously, you know, he's not doing five star classics, he's not doing four star classics, but doing what you know the bar was down below so he's, bar he's was two star classics
1: yeah. so yeah he's he's getting uh i think personally he's getting like consistent threes which is what you can ask of a guy in his spot um he's solid
0: yeah i think he's been very solid
1: uh, very uh very i solid. should probably give a grade i'll give b minus which yeah. i don't think is i think is over what anyone expected out of him yeah. and he's not doing a lot of heel stuff which I think is helping like in his, what was the tournament where like it was him versus the elite or whatever. That was terrible. So like, I always think of that Mm -hmm. when he got disqualified, like a million times. Yes. Like, so anything is better than that.
0: Yeah. And I think that's what people were probably expecting too. I think he's
1: actually wrestling.
0: Yeah. He's actually wrestling, which I'd love to see. Uh, Chase Owen, zero points. He's lost to Cobb, Tonga, Sonata, and Evil.
1: This is gonna come as a surprise. But I'm not gonna give him anything below a C minus. I'm gonna give him a C minus.
0: <laughs> I think he's been fine. I I yeah, I, I, yeah. I think he's I think he has hit he has clicked into a different gear, which I've enjoyed. I watched Jeff Cobb kill him, so that was cool. That is that was very cru- cool. But I think he is in he's hit a gear gear yeah. switch that i'm
1: enjoying yeah he's not like,
0: he, like i said saying of tamatanga he's not the best person in this entire tournament he's not the no, worst the b blo- okay so this might be a hot take
1: but i think the b block has consistently been more entertaining than the a block
0: yes no not a hot take with me i completely 100 agree which
1: is that. crazy because like everyone was like oh that's the terrible block but well, we- I, th- I think evil picking up his game, Tama Tonga picking up his game and Chase Owens not being an embarrassment to the tournament has helped because it was those three. It was the Bullet Club that had people very wary yeah. about what was going to happen. So I'm happy you're in agreement with me.
0: Yeah, I think, I, I think it's also the same thing. I talked about the same thing in terms of match ratings is that uh, anything where it's like my expectations are the bottom of the shits uh, and you're elevating that to a, doing a great job I immediately like. Oh man, you've impressed me. That's I liked being impressed. I like seeing things that's like. Oh, you did better than I expected. I congratulate that. I throw your flowers to that.
1: Yeah. Um, so exactly. I
0: appreciate it. Bottom of the barrel. Speaking of speaking of the bottom of the shits, Hiroki Goto. Bottom of the barrel here. Uh, zero points. He's lost to Taichi Tanahashi, Cobb, and Okada. He'll probably did we
1: skip Sonata. We did. We did skip Sonata. We did My skip apologies. Sonata. We'll do Goto first. We'll do. Goto. I was sitting here. I was like. I was like, huh, who? Not i got more points than zero. <laughs> I just watched him win yesterday. <laughs> um my apologies yeah, but people. But Goto, man, it's so sad to see him, you know, be lower than Tamatanga. But you know
0: the sun setting.
1: The sun the I, sunset like years ago. I, I uh, think
0: I think Goto has sunset more than Ishii, like Goto started the sunset oh, yeah. last year. Um, you it's
1: know really sad, though. He's younger than Tanahashi. Like, he's young. I, and I know, very different situation. Very different. Yeah. Like, Tanahashi, debatedly has had, like, one of his best years this year in, like, a resurgence year when they need him the most. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's very sad because I think a lot of us can agree that Goto, he deserved a run. He did. In all these years, he deserved one run with that title, and it just never worked out. He um, he
0: was not at a good. He no. was caught in between a bad time. You know, he was, he's yeah. a guy out of time, basically.
1: Yep, yep. If he was there during the bad years, he would have been champion easily. Like he would have been, if he was there. If his prime came in the 2000s, yeah. Wait, you know, because he won his first G one in 2006, or eight one of those yeah. two years um if he you know first first one, g1 he was ever in right if that was at the head of the tournament well like ahead of the decade i think he has an iwgp title reign in there easily uh because and it's just a shame but you know good tournament I, he's having good matches still um i'll go with b he's very st- average i'm gonna say c C, i'm
0: gonna say c plus i i've been kind of disappointed by some of his stuff because i'm expecting the big things
1: i think he's gotten really used to the trios like he's like i know they say that on commentary but i think he's legitimately got more used to the trios i'm gonna go back to b minus you do make a good point that like i wanted so much more out of that tanahashi match
0: speaking of wanting so much more Sonata. uh i forgot skipped him back up Four points, Tonga and Owens, and he's lost to Taichi and Tanahashi.
1: How dare you say that about Sonata? Take it back. Uh I'm just saying Sonata's
0: people so people expect him to be a champion, but uh I see? still
1: expect him to be a champion. Um I hmm. it's so weird that they do commentary talking about Sonata as in like he starts off flat because it's pretty much acknowledging what people feel with Sonata in his matches is that sometimes he can be at the very top of his games, but other times he does show up and doesn't fully perform. Yeah, And it's really weird that they acknowledge that on commentary. Like I was not noticing the other day and I was like, wow. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Okay. Uh, I'm going to go with, I think I've probably liked him more than you um, this term, but I've also not I'm not fully caught up. So uh, maybe the most recent match that I missed of his was just really bad or something. Uh, I know he fought Okada today, so that is always something.
0: That is always something. That is <laughs> that true. Is, and and their G one matches have consistently been good.
1: Yes, uh, I could see. I could see Sonata win that. I think if Sonata lost that today, I have no idea, by the way. I have no clue. I forgot the show even happened. If Sonata wins that, this is like, I. To, okay, let me refer. I think this is the last chance for Okada to lose before the final.
0: Not including Jeff Cobb, But You're saying before right, the right, final night. Final right. Yes,
1: yes. Yeah. I think this is the last chance for him to lose.
0: Yeah, unless it's like some spoiler out of nowhere from like Taichi or something, you know. Or Thomas, yeah, you know, like, yeah, yeah that. that
1: better not happen, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no. But I think that, uh, think this Sonata is just such a weird wrestler because I think he, at his best, he's very, very, very good, but unfortunately, he doesn't always bring his best, which is a shame. And you know, Skull End is, I was really hoping he beat Chase Owens with Skull End so I could laugh at him,
0: yeah. Um, uh, that is it for the show, folks. We're in. That's it. We
1: didn't do Yoshihashi, you jerk.
0: We did. Did I skip Yoshihashi too? Yes. How dare you? Skip I, I, so what happened was I'm just trying to focus on getting you out of here because we're ten no, minutes, twelve my, minutes past eleven.
1: No, it's fine. I got to extend it. I got to extend the time. Perfect. We're all good.
0: We're in overtime. Uh, Yoshihashi. Then you talk about him. He got. He has. Uh, how many points does this scrub have? Two points. He beat Taichi. And he's what? lost to evil Kabuto
1: Yoshihashi a scrub?
0: Look, man, I'm just mad now. You talk about this, dude.
1: Why are you so mad at Yoshihashi?
0: I'm mad at you, man. For me skipping things, I'm mad at you. So I'm taking it out of that, Yoshihashi. I don't think
1: it's my fault that you <laughs> skip things. Uh, I don't even have a doc in my head and I, in my face, I'm remembering these things. Uh, Yoshihashi, man, how, how half tournament, you know, he's not, he's not supposed to be doing this good. Like in terms of like match quality, but like every Yoshihashi match you want to see. Cause I feel like he set a precedent with that evil match. Like he yeah. made it, he made it known. Hey, I'm here to, I'm here to show out and, uh, he's been doing really good. So I'm going to give him B minus.
0: P. I'm going to give him a solid B. I've enjoyed Yoshihashi. I think since the pandemic, since they returned from the pandemic, Yoshihashi has really stepped up his game. Uh I think he's been doing a great job. Uh Evil and Yoshihashi are just great together. What's great about their connection is that Yoshi or is that Evil sells the butterfly lock
1: so well. Um, Evil's good. I just want to like put this out there. No, evil he's, next- evil. he's Evil. Evil's he's evil. evil. Well, he's not good, evil- he's evil. When it comes to wrestling, Evil's actually like good at wrestling. It's just like the role he's in. Yeah. He's not always allowed to be good at wrestling. So uh, like I understand like why people dislike him and he's still very popular. Like in I think they were saying how the House of Torture shirt is in like the top sales or something. Yeah. Like this dude, like he might do stupid things that annoy the crap out of everyone, but that's the point. (laughs) Like at the at the end of the day, that's the point like he's i know a lot of people are here for the work raid and the you know five star or four star matches but listen evil's gonna do his shit yeah and sometimes you're gonna get lucky if you put on a really good match and because he can and he has and i do miss the days of lij evil
0: i like how instead of talking about yoshihashi we talk about evil
1: yeah yeah we got i had to get more evil uh talking here because everything is evil
0: is there any other people i missed or are we done
1: no i think you got everyone <laughs> you said you said chase owens you got Tamatonga, but you forgot yoshihashi and sonata look man that that might actually be like a crime
0: remember remember when we did our very first episode and we and we were like just giving our general thoughts about different promotions and i totally forgot to talk about new japan
1: yes Yes, I do. Which is very funny because, like, I think you like New Japan more than I like New
0: Japan. <laughs> but, it, it, but what I'm saying is, is I've set a precedent from the beginning that I have everything prepared, but I just like skip things. We're just
1: becoming an evil podcast, anyways.
0: It's an evil and Adam Cole podcast. Ring, apparently.
1: ring, post evil, ring, bay bay. <laughs> ring,
0: evil radio,
1: ring, evil radio, evil,
0: bay bay. evil post, evil boom radio. I'm baby, I'm in the baby on the end. <laughs> Plugs, match of the week, Scotty. What do you What do you want the people to watch, and where do you want people to? See I want get you to on?
1: follow me at Scott E Wrestling on the Twitter. What is my match of the week? One second, get a load. Um, what did I enjoy?
0: I have quite the surprising match of the week as I look at my ratings.
1: Brian Danielson versus Nick Jackson was good, but that was not my highest rated match. If you say it's Dante Martin and Matt Seidel, I'm going to fight you. No, it is not. Okay, good. Because I saw a lot of people really loving that match, and I was like, eh. oh, boy. Ah, did I even watch wrestling this week? Oh, boy.
0: Guys, this you is... got to come prepared. What am I talking? What are we doing, Scotty? You got to come?
1: I usually, I usually am. I know. Era, it's the recliner is... energy. Which, mm.
0: <laughs> oh, this is you falling asleep because you didn't get any sleep last night. What a rush.
1: Uh, You go first.
0: <laughs> sure. You can follow me at Ryan Nightsey on Twitter. Um, Jungle my... Boy
1: versus Adam Cole.
0: Jungle Boy versus Adam Cole. Mm, yeah. Very nice. Very nice. Jungle Boy lost again. So there we go.
1: Yeah. You got to keep the thing going.
0: We called it too. You and I were like, oh, but he's losing it. And we just both laughed. He
1: could. <laughs> I. Don't, I... They keep putting him in matches he can't win. Like he's not allowed to win them. <laughs> what are we doing here? Like it, I am so I'm so shocked. We didn't even talk about Sammy Guevara winning a damn belt, by yeah. the way. Um, which is whatever. Uh which would have been a spot for Jungle Boy that would have made sense as a big win, but they're like, nah. nah, nah. No, and then We're Jungle
0: Boy have... will challenge Sammy Guevara at some point, should be a great match, and then he'll but lose it. So I do
1: have a fun story. Um, real quick before I let you do your match of the week and whatnot, um, some of my friend who's a big Adam Cole fan, uh, but mostly because he watched the up up down down Uno more than anything, but he's a big Adam Cole fan. He, he's a big um, he's a, sorry he's a big Chugs. He's yes, part of the Chugs a, army. So he always texts me and says, "I can't believe Adam Cole and Chugs are the same person," because like for those who don't know, Adam Cole. Might be the nicest guy in the whole entire world, but when he's a wrestler, he's an absolute dick and he's very good at that too. Uh, but he watched the Adam Cole Jungle Boy match, which he doesn't, he I don't know if he's ever watched AW before that. Adam Cole brought him over. Adam Cole over shocker, uh, <laughs> gotta get that in. But he goes, he's like, Listen, Jungle Boy's gotta like win because this guy's awesome. And I was like, Dude. Tell my, tell my uh, co-host. <laughs> like, he he agrees that, like, Jungle Boy should be winning, like... And something. He was, like, ju- Give well, him he was, something. Well, he made the point. He's like, Jungle Boy should be, like, a massive star. What are we doing here? And I was like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, because I think everyone agrees, like, he should be and he will be. But, like, yeah. at the same time, how many times can you be a loser and become a star? Uh, which is, you know, the ryan knightsey rant of the year yeah but i don't it, know if you'll ever top that
0: <laughs> it's just what are we doing with this guy give him a a signature win his only wins against mgf and then he lost again against him on the rematch
1: so what give him who, something who Let, would you have him something. be what would you do to give him a big win like at this point after all these losses what would what would be your booking idea to get him that big win because I have no idea. Have him win the tag titles, have him win the tag titles of Luchasaurus.
0: That's all you had to do, and now we're too, now we can't now we're not gonna I mean, do I it. Feel any like I, know, like, I feel like
1: we've flown the coop on that. I know that's what I mean. Had, like we had their massive popularity, and now that's gone. Like they have. That is like one of the weird booking decisions the, in AEW.
0: This is what like, I'll say. This is what I'll say. Trios titles, super click. Versus Luchasaurus, Jungle Boy, Christian, or Marco, or whatever. Jungle Boy gets the win by pinning Adam Cole. Let's do that. Let's do that. Let's let's start there.
1: Let's I hope keep... you know that they'd probably lose the title like a week after. But yeah, they're gonna lose it to Goto Ishii and Yoshihashi. Goto team, right there. They don't lose. They don't lose. Uh... Now they're actually going to lose to the New Day because wrestling is now forbidden door wide open. Uh, no, but okay. Trios win for Jungle Boy. How did we get here?
0: Man, my plugs, <laughs> my plugs, boom, are uh, is going to be Kazuchika Okada versus Yoshihashi.
1: Uh, I didn't watch that yet. That's not my fault.
0: Uh, from night six. I thought that was a very good match from these two individuals yoshihashi is good he is certified good and against okada i thought he put in a great match
1: (laughs) he is certified hashtag good
0: you can follow the network at count out you can subscribe if you can please subscribe to our show ring post radio wherever podcasts can be found Uh, especially if you can leave a review on itunes or leave a five-star review on itunes we would greatly appreciate it it helps the show immensely uh, we also got some merch in the Countout Pod website merch stores. We got some stickers in there. If you'd like to purchase a Ring Post Radio sticker, I to maybe... love a nice sticker. And we might have some T-shirts or something eventually, but you know, let's let's uh, see where we get. Let's see where we go to.
1: Yeah, and I'll say Ring Post Radio, mm-hmm. baby.
0: Mm-hmm. And it will be both of us doing 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 yeah. that or whatever. And then
1: and then we'll have one. And then we'll have one that's evil it'll be evil post radio yeah baby that will be great because if you listen to only this one episode where we ever bring it up and we're gonna have
0: one we're gonna have one t-shirt where on the back is my entire jungle boy rant (laughs) (laughs) this has been a count out podcast